It's the year of Elmo. Welcome to Neighborhood Watch. Uh, we've got a full house today. I'm your host, Michael Giannis. Uh, let's just let's go around the horn, introduce ourselves. Uh, first up, you'll remember him from episode one. Jared, how you doing? Doing good. Still educated. More so than last time, I think. Yeah, no, it's getting to us. We're learning. We're learning about letters and numbers. <laughs> um, I don't know if I can say the same about our next guest, Russ. How about you? Please call me Russell. Russell. Okay. That's good. And a new guest for episode four, we have Danielle here. How you doing? Good. I'm good. Awesome. All right. So let's get right to it. Episode 123. Here comes Cookie Monster. This one was, uh, this is the shortest gap we've had. This is only like eight episodes after the last one we did. Uh, this one was in April, April 29th, 1970. Oh. So we're slowly cl- creeping up on modern times. We're catching up here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same opening. Uh, still, we've still got the clay guys. We're, we're, we're starting to learn the characters' names. That's making me happy. We're getting attached to them. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sorry to, to kind, of, kind of speak for yourself here. I, uh, <laughs> I, I can differentiate Bert and Ernie. Um. But that's that's about it. I mean, some of the like Cookie Monster didn't have a name until this episode. Sure. I I don't think that they've really established their identities yet. You know, like yeah. we we still haven't seen a Green Grouch or or many of the things that are like in my eyes iconic of of Sesame Street. Yeah, but I'm, I'm speaking more towards like the human characters. Like okay, um, uh, Russ, you you knew uh, the ice cream guy, Mr. Hooper. Yeah, you were not a fan of him in his first appearance. What did you think of him here? Well, I think in a way he's sort of become better. Yeah. He is improved as an individual. Yeah, we don't. He doesn't have an ice cream shop anymore. He had like it opened the first scene of the the show. Uh, he was clean like cleaning out his boxes of like toy musical instruments. He's funding the arts. Yeah, that's good. He had a bunch of like toy trumpets and toy flutes and toy. He had one toy flute. One toy flute. Thank you. One. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) He needed more. uh, He, uh, the toy flute does make an appearance later, um, in one of my favorite uh, gags. Um, And then we go to Gordon and and Cookie Monster uh, in the next scene. Still not named Cookie Monster at that point. Mm. But yeah, that's where. the, the toy flu we we've got a lot of wraparounds in this one because we've got Ernie comes along and uh, Gordon has set like a trap <laughs> for Ernie for Ernie's imagination. See, I think this is where the overlap with Star Trek comes in. <laughs> the classic, yeah. Yeah, are you familiar with the Prime Directive? Sure, yeah. W- will you please? You don't. <laughs> Would you fill us in? Will, will you fill us in, please? Uh, I, if I if I remember correctly, it's you don't interfere with developing like species or planets or something. Yeah, exactly. And what did Gordon do? <laughs> Are you claiming that Sesame Street is like a developing planet? I'm saying that it's like a developing Roddenberry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think. Well, I mean, what makes Gordon like Gordon's part of it? Okay, what does he do? He <laughs> in this scene. In this scene. Um, Gordon lays out for Ernie a bunch of like cause and e- common sense cause and effect scenarios. No, what does he do with the fucking Cookie Monster? <laughs> oh, he <laughs> he says, "Hey, when I ring this bell, Cookie Monster, I'm gonna give you cookies." Yeah, he's trying to train him as if his native culture isn't good enough. <laughs> well, no, they're working together. Are they against the common enemy, the Borg? Uh, See, I think. Ernie. I think Gordon is racist. This is an allegory. Gordon is the white man. Cookie Monster is the African. Wait, Gordon is the white man? Yes, that's what I said. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> he sets up this little prank on Cookie Monster, and it goes according to plan. But the scene doesn't end there, you see. Uh, Ernie doesn't learn often, which is something uh, that we've learned. <laughs> we've learned that Ernie's not very good at picking up on patterns, but he does on this one, and so he's gonna play this trick on his friend Bert a little later in the episode. "Quote unquote friend." Right. <laughs> uh, 
then then we're we're cut to um, uh, the animation with the bear and the bees and the hive. It's um it's good. It's quality. The bear counts some bees going into a hive. Drums on their hive for a little bit. Gets stung. Does it all over again a little bit later. Does yeah. not learn. Yeah. This is not the only uh, animation short that is shown twice in this episode. <laughs> Like Rest in peace. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Can I get some... I want to... Uh, Danielle, this is your first experience with these sort of abstract... This is probably the most <laughs> straightforward animation, but what did you think of like the style that they had going? Of the bear? Yeah, this, this bear animation. I thought it was catchy. I liked this song. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. That was all right. You know, most right. songs... I, I'm getting a little tired of most songs having some sort of counting component involved. <laughs> We're supposed one, to be two, learning. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Well, that one's that will good. be with me forever. That one's good. <laughs> that one and pinball are good, but this one just counting bees, like there's, it, there was not the point. Make it find another, you know, make it about honey, make it about like bees. Well, don't make don't uh, just <laughs> something other than counting. Every real Sesame Street fan around here knows everything. Every album after pinball and twelve are terrible. Yeah, no, they lost the yeah. It's sold out. All right, so then we're back with Ernie and Bert. Um, he's gonna play the prank, but he makes a key error. What was the key error? No, wait, I, I don't understand what went wrong. Right? He he gave the cookies before. Before okay. he should have dangled that out out in front as a reward. I got gotcha. you. But instead, you see now. Okay, so you know, Russ, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right about this because because the way that like Cookie Monster interacts with the cookies as his reward. Yeah, these fucking Pavlovian imperialist capitalist fucking fascist. Yeah. Wait, wait is it imperialist or capitalist? It's all. They're it's all. It's everything. The... It's also fascist. <laughs> Capitalism, imperialism, and fascism are all synonymous. Racist and racist. Yes. <laughs> That's those are all. That's what a calorie is. <laughs> <laughs> Takes one dollar to raise the temperature of water one degree. Yeah, that's what we should base base money on. The Global amount warming. of <laughs> the amount of energy you can purchase with one dollar should be. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> after this, Gordon. Uh, Gordon is so good with animals. I love it. Mm. <laughs> it's among my favorite like live action things that they can do. Uh, Gordon with an animal. This time it's a it's a what is it? A coromar. Oh. I thought it was an anteater. I, That's, I did well, yeah. I thought it. I thought it was like a. Can we get some on? Can we get some on air research? What what was this animal? <laughs> I got this. Okay, thanks, Russ. Uh, in any case, uh, the kids the kids in this scene. Not <laughs> dickheads. Absolute <laughs> dickheads. No, everything, every single thing that Gordon says, they're immediately like, no, no, that's not right. He's like, he, he's like, you see, it's got a long nose. Like, no, it's got a short nose. You're wrong. <laughs> it's like the kids, that have, they've just learned the concept of lying. So they're just saying. Animal the is the drummer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. This was. This you asked was me to look up the animal. This was episode 123. Episode 122, they learned about white lies and how to <laughs> properly. How to manipulate reality. <laughs> oh, my God. They're, they're just wizards when it comes down to it. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to some of them. Well, don't worry about that right now. Uh, Gordon describes this animal as well as swinging. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's his favorite. He likes that. <laughs> swinging. Gordon's the best. God, I love Gordon. You were skeptical in the first episode, if I recall. I was, yeah. It, it was a little stilted. It was a little... There's a little brain. that reveals your racism that you aren't even aware of? Yeah. We're all uh, a little racist. Inherent bias against mutton chops. Gordon's also good at, like, <laughs> as the scene goes on, and as, he, as he realizes the kids are just, just screwing with him, uh, he just lies back to him. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, he... I came from South Africa. I brought him with he me. Did not. <laughs> yeah, they, they call him on that too. Yeah, the kids are fucking incredulous. No, you didn't. <laughs> Fuck you, Gordon. You <laughs> shit ass mutton chops. It's... <laughs> Those kids do not make a return. 
They don't. <laughs> their contract was terminated. They're going home with their parents early. <laughs> what did we tell you about? <laughs> what, what, what did we talk about earlier? I'm not supposed to mess with Gordon. You're not supposed to mess with Gordon. <laughs> Uh, then we get uh, a video of rain- a baby reindeer next. Um, <laughs> it was so out of nowhere. Like uh, I think out of nowhere. I think <laughs> the kids were supposed to somehow lead in like animals are cool, and he's like they sure are. But what happened was like it's like you know they were denying everything he said. It's like well, no, it's a short nose, and so he's like, all right, what? See that baby reindeer? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> And, and they, they cut to um video of, like, a baby reindeer walking with its mom. And, and and yeah, I don't know. Like, it was it's it seemed very – like, that was in the script, and they were expecting something to transition to it well, and nothing did. Yeah. That's a lot of this stuff, actually. Are the children paid, or is this volunteer? Uh, they're probably paid. They'd have to be, right? I don't know. It was I mean, 1970. They, I don't know. Look, the fame of being one of the kids on Sesame Street <laughs> pays for itself, all right? You got offers coming in left and right after that gig. That's what they say, man, but... Hey, you're you're that kid that, the... that gave Gordon a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> you can't buy this kind of exposure. <laughs> uh, I think it was like the 20th century coal mines. Oh, my God. You, every, every kid's got mandatory time on Sesame Street. Yeah, these kids look happy, but then in 20 years, they all have, like, Black lung and <laughs> like punched over. <laughs> they can count to ten. Nothing past that yeah. though. Count to ten all day long. Uh, after that, Big Bird. Uh, he's he's given us a number, uh, a list of numbers, one through ten. Uh, but he forgot. For, he forgot three. He forgot the number three. He forgot a single number, that being the the digit three. <laughs> Michael, you feeling all right? Yeah, I'm great. You, you want to sit down for a sec? Well, here, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take over. So Big Bird uh, forgot the digit that – Russ, can you – He forgot three. It's not <laughs> It's not that complicated. No, but that's, that's – So he implying... forgot three of the no- – he forgot which ones which, – which three? Which three numbers did he forget? Imperialism, fascism, and capitalism. <laughs> but Sesame Street managed to bring him back and jam him back in there, motherfucker. God. Very, very violent, Russ. Very, uh... Very... No, I'm for peace, man. This is a peaceful demonstration. <laughs> Your podcast is not... I'm pretty sure the First Amendment does not cover podcasts. <laughs> it actually specifically excludes them. Yeah. So, yeah. Shit. Uh, Ernie, Ernie's gonna save the day, because he knows how to draw the number three. Supposedly. <laughs> You would you would think this would be a simple transition of just Ernie's Sorry, supposed I'm... to draw us a number three, but he he doesn't know how he's drawing a llama instead. <laughs> One of my favorite parts. <laughs> and and Bert again with the theme of like people are being assholes in Sesame Street today. Bert comes up and shoots down Ernie hardcore like. He, yep. I, I, I don't remember the exact words, but it was something along the lines of, that is the worst llama I have ever seen in my life. I've seen a my million llamas. My sister could draw Bert. a better llama. My sister could draw a better That's llama. Sexist. That's pretty <laughs> fucked up. Um, and and, he, and he, he's making all these allegations of, of, of Ernie's llama being just the worst. And I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. It was better than what I could have drawn, I if I'm honest. Was- Kind of looked like Bert. You know, <laughs> there's some, there's these projecting onto the. Maybe that's why Bert's sister could draw it so well. <laughs> she's a, she's a llama. <laughs> they, they keep it a secret. <laughs> they, uh, so they, so Ernie decides. Well, you know, takes one to know one. We'll, we'll have, we'll, we'll consult a llama and see if, if he agrees. And so they cut to a video of this llama sneering just zoomed in llama. very close up of ernie like so llama how's how's this look and the llama makes like a face and he's like oh i guess it wasn't good and, and ernie's kind of slowly being shot down by this llama i felt yeah. bad for ernie in this one because like most of the things that ernie does are like the the ridicule he gets from bert is warranted 
in this case, if I were to come up with a list of ten things that that drawing possibly was, I think Llama would be on that list. <laughs> uh, what else is on that list, Michael? Um, maybe like a a, a, a pinheaded giraffe. Okay. Um, Bert's sister. <laughs> oh, oh, that's mean. Yeah. That's, uh, okay. Uh, after that, uh, we go to the three animation. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, Ernie's gonna Ernie's gonna try his best to draw this three this time. He's gonna get it. So he 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 just summons up this animation of a three. <laughs> <laughs> and and the thing is, Bert and Ernie react to it. Yeah, they can see it. It's like it's like uh, this is the first time that they've ever acknowledged that these things exist. Yeah, uh, I I definitely liked that. Like it's it's the they're building this continuum. Mm-hmm. Of that on Sesame Street, the animations exist, and later on, Gordon talks about that a little bit, but I, I think we'll wait for that to. Yeah, and this is the the most egregious example of repeated animation, because <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially just Ernie wasn't paying attention, so they say we're gonna watch it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they they watch the animation on how to on on a three, and so they they go, and and Ernie goes, oh, I get it, I get it, and he starts to draw. And and Bert's face is very it's judgmental at best and mean spirited <laughs> at worst. I love Bert. that he looks at the camera when Ernie does something stupid. Oh, that's good. It's 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 like it would it's it's the office before the yep. office was the office. Yep. Um, yeah. No, it's uh it's definitely something. And and so Ernie Ernie's three ends up being a what looks like a ball of hair, just a bunch of random squiggles. And so Bert decides they watch it again. And we, when we come back, Ernie Ernie says, I get it now, I get it. And he draws again. And we realize he was not drawing a three, but in fact, a tree. A tree. Get uh. it? Oh, oh Ernie. <laughs> Charismatic dog. He, um, he, and Bert, at this point, I, feeling defeated, assumedly. He's, uh, I, I don't know how, that's pretty devastating, finding out that what you thought was a three was in fact a tree. I don't know how I'd handle it. Yeah, no, this is another example of I feel like Bert's being pretty, pretty hard on Ernie. Um, like as much as much as I love Bert, like come on, give him, give him, give him a shot. Yeah, Bert, I'm I'm not a big Bert guy. Bert is in yeah. my eyes mean spirited, um, judgmental, breaking the fourth wall. There's a lot of I don't Bert know. Bert was my favorite. Uh, then we get the bear and the bees animation again. <laughs> again. I'm going to reiterate that, that it was the second time that that happened. Same episode. Same, uh, okay. Uh, then we start to make a transition into the R um, segment. Uh, R becomes a constant theme through this stuff. Um, because uh, we go to Mr. Hooper again. He's handed out, what is he handing out to the kids? Jelly bean. A, jelly, a singular jelly bean per kid. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most old, old fashioned. Old person. That is <laughs> you want a you want you want a jelly bean like it's it's like no like and and the, he's he's pointing out uh something that's going on above them supposedly <laughs> but being that they're child actors they I don't think they caught onto that so he's like look look at the aeroplane in the sky and the kids are kind of looking every which way <laughs> and and so he ends up saying let's look up now. <laughs> Let's look up now, kids. Enjoy your jelly bean. Boy, one, just keep looking at the river. Just <laughs> uh, the the sky rider um, does the classic. Um, oh, you think he's drawing an L? You think he's drawing a P? He's drawing an R. It's a good. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and then we go to um, Burn Ernie again. Uh, another Bert shaming Ernie for something. This one, <laughs> this one has a twist, because um, Ernie Ernie's explaining that he's got an R collection. It's a box full of like letter R's mm-hmm. that he's collected from famous R things. <laughs> I got this one from Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> that 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 was a little surreal because he's like naming like real things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, re- real life allegory. Yeah, another yeah disrespecting that fourth wall again i'm just saying we're bringing they're merging in our two worlds 
You mean like a gradual merge or no? I'm no, saying Sesame like, Street like an Aladdin been... merge. There's only one thing. It's just going through. Just fucking air convection current head falls through butter belly and melon womb to sofa cushions into <laughs> sculpting You're... clouds into Roman emperors, Greek gods, football scrimmages, cavalry charges. Are we supposed to listen to this? Are you what? <laughs> Ernie's yeah, got this I'll, collection. I'll walk you through this step by step. Okay. No, please, Ernie, Michael, to keep talking. <laughs> Ernie. Er, Ernie's got the collection of R's in the box, and Bert's like, "You cannot." He goes on this like minute long screed of, "You need to be ashamed of your box. You need to." <laughs> if people find out you've been collecting the R's, you're gonna be the laughing stock of Sesame Street. <laughs> He's gonna be ridiculed out of of the street. Um, but Ernie, Ernie goes ahead and tosses him, gets rid of the, the stuff inside, so he's only got an empty box left. Poor Ernie. Repents his ways. Yep. He's, he's, he's ready to become a new man just for his close friend Bert, because he, he thinks that Bert's got his well-being in mind, but <laughs> Bert has an ulterior motive. He takes the empty box from Ernie for his J collection. Can you believe this? How can you defend can, Danielle? How can you con- defend Bert after this act? Oh, shut up, Michael. Bert advocate from day one I talking like here. <laughs> it's he such an evil... Ah, oh, it's so mean. But why J's? Because they don't even talk about J's. The next letter is V. They don't... Yeah, that was a missed opportunity, definitely. Yep. The sponsors of this episode are V and 3. <laughs> Another missed product placement opportunity. Bert sucks. Where's the worst? You suck. Bert. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, let's calm down with the harsh language here. This is an open environment for learning. This is a, this is a non-fascist area only. <laughs> now you want to talk about you want to talk about in the next scene, Big Bird meets a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> this collection of skits is a very concerning. Considering it just Big gets Bird. worse from here. It's yeah. more creepy. <laughs> it's it's if if you've ever seen there's these series of videos on the internet don't hug me i'm scared <laughs> and <laughs> it's it it starts out almost sesame street like where it's it's puppets and they're talking about something educational and it very slowly turns into very very kafka-esque horror where it's it's very intense and very disturbing imagery it this skit Big Bird sees a little letter R, like a lowercase R, that that like pops down and it's his, his little friend that, and they're talking and he he, he sketches them, and, and so Gordon and Mr. Hooper Hopper, <laughs> Mr. Pooper comes out and they're talking and they, they oh they go Big Bird what have you drawn there and he goes ah oh, it's a, it's a sketch of my little friend my my friend R came by and so Gordon and the ice cream man assume that Big Bird is crazy. That that everything he's saying here is is nonsense. There's no R. That doesn't make sense. And and so the not a letter. Big Bird tries very very hard to um to convince them that this actually happened. He's not crazy. What what he saw was real. But it, to no avail. So they go back in the shop, and the little R comes back alongside his 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 big friend, his big brother, the big R. And you know you. They go through the whole thing again where Big Bird sketches them, yada, yada. Finally, Gordon and the Ice Cream Man come back out. <laughs> and and Gordon says something. I, I think the exact words were, I've seen a lot of things on Sesame Street. I've seen <laughs> yeah. jump ropes and seesaws. There are no dancing R's or letters on this street. <laughs> and, it, it, and going back to this whole prime directive thing, I really think this is – it, it it has ominous at best implications for Sesame Street, where it it's like it's creating this weird continuum of I I really don't know how to describe it. It's 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 very like like it it's the bolt that shatters structure. Right. It's I'm sorry I haven't even revealed the, the shocking part yet. And and that's when Big Bird goes oh yeah what about this and the R's come right back in front of Gordon and and Mr Hooper. And and Gordon and the Ice Cream Man share this look of pure uh, shock, and 
and what you know what have we been missing this entire time right because this means 123 episodes in this is the first glimpse of like the surreal reality that they live in (laughs) this is their first encounter with animated r's (laughs) so and then that makes me think if they've never seen animation before like while the puppets can see the animation like with bert and ernie can the humans not yeah that's concerning too because like are we does that mean that we're puppets (laughs) <laughs> if, if, what does this imply for the viewer it's 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 an important scene i think we're gonna be able to mark this one down in the, <laughs> in the history books yeah it's gonna be very important this is it's very um i'm getting like a five nights at freddy's feel <laughs> from this here am i a puppet uh after that is the abc song girl animation thing I also like that one. That was also fun. I like this one a lot more than the bear and the bees because I, mm-hmm. I think it's got a lot more character. This <laughs> A B C D. Don't dance. <laughs> <laughs> it's, could you explain this so that makes sense? What I just said. <laughs> so it's just a drawing of a girl on the screen, uh, and then she's like dancing around the letters as they appear on screen, <laughs> and then this voice, this deep voice for, that comes from nothing in particular is giving her commands on how to do it properly. And they're all like <laughs> they're not they're not fun commands, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen though. She, yeah, no, she does she completely like disregards the other kids. Oh, oh, I see. Do, uh-huh. do you think like that happened with the other kids and they're like, "All right, we got to keep this going now. Kids are disrespectful on Sesame Street." But it's... then what are kids learning? The kids that are watching this they're not learning anything. That's the point. This is just fucking propaganda. I think <laughs> if the kids want to get anywhere in life, they need to detach themselves tenderly, aesthetically, harmoniously from the fake prop studio of the Empire game and do nothing what but guard and glorify the light. This is a fucking <laughs> Russell Mad Lib. Just fill in the blank. <laughs> he's actually got a paper of Mad Libs down there right now. <laughs> we are <laughs> <laughs> this is your second appearance, and you're already a caricature of yourself. I need a noun fascism. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and, and so she's she's dancing and singing the alphabet, and like slowly, the voice kind of gets more accepting. Like at first, like don't dance, and she just kind of keeps going. Near the end, it was like, no, okay, you're going too slow. All right, that's right, good job. <laughs> like solid, solid performance here. It's endearing, though, because she has fun all the way through, even though this this jerk voice is, like, trying to end her fun. Uh, I, I think it's pretty representative of, like, you know, little kids, what they're going through, where it's like their parents make them take dance lessons or, or do soccer or something like that. Yeah. Play piano, where it's, it's like that's what a kid finds on the receiving end. They're doing their thing. They're having fun. They're, they're having that sense of childlike wonder when some ominous – super deep voice the patriarchy comes in and then says don't dance you know (laughs) restricting them yeah and sesame street i still believe is 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 in rebellion to that Mm -hmm. whatever russ says restricting them is it restricting them like like a what's that snake a boa constrictor (laughs) is that a snake yes no yes no no? Is it constricting them like a snake or like a safety belt? Oh. Oh. What if uh, what if a safety belt is a snake? Well, uh, that's, that's, the, that's the risk you take with the Vanguard party. <laughs> that's the shittiest Catch-22 ever. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the deleted epilogue of Catch-22. He gets in a car and the seat belt is a snake. He's like, oh... What a story. <laughs> Guess this is, this is what I am now. <laughs> My life is a farce. <laughs> it's a bad book. Okay, uh, oh, the next the next bit is the most important thing that's that's happened yet. It's the return of the glasses, of the magical oh, noise uh, glasses. Of, of the most powerful artifact existent in Sesame Street lore. <laughs> when, I, when I made when I made that when I declared that in the previous episode, <laughs> I did not anticipate these things making an appearance, let alone in the very next episode. <laughs> no, that's, that's not what I said. <laughs> I was so pleased. <laughs> it's very good. Um, I'm 
I'm definitely excited for th- this prospect of they're building a lore. Of yeah. <laughs> oh, and then, okay, so it, they're sound-based glasses, right? When he hears a sound, he puts the glasses on and the thing appears. Now, wait, we need to nail this down. We need to nail this down because there are a couple different skews of what is happening when he puts these on. I think we need to um, – I'm going to call for something unprecedented. Okay. I think we need to watch this again. We need to skip to that part. And we need to break this down on air, examine <laughs> okay. it. We need to pause it. We need to point to different um, things that are happening. So let's all pull that up right now. All right, so here we go. We've got the new kid. He's walking with his mother, and he's got... Okay, so he's got the glasses. His name's Chris, by the way. Chris. Okay, Okay, so he hears the sound, he puts them on, mm-hmm. and then it fades in. The uh, The thing that is making the noise fades in. This, In this so case, it's a jackhammer. So it's not that he looks up, like, it's not like it's revealing a thing that was there, because if it were, it would, it would, you would be able to, like, for instance, look half, like, one eye through the glasses, one eye not, and see the thing through that eye. It, it, like as it goes. Now I think we need to pay attention to the background too, because okay. we need to pay because what could be happening is the gra- glasses transport him to like another like dimension <laughs> in which the right. sound exists. You know, a, a parallel universe. Is it only him that can't see the sound? Because like everyone else is acting normal. You know what I mean? This will be a good one to test because there's two people that he creates in this one. You're right. right. But like the mom with the baby. Like, she wouldn't just have an empty carriage. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm. So maybe, maybe the things do exist and he just can't see them. Who's yeah. to say that the carriage is actually there? Who's well, he saw that before, though. Okay, so now we've got the car and the, the car horn. That's pretty simple. He takes them off at the end there, but the sound continues. That's interesting. I think the, the important thing is, at the very end, it redubs itself... All, it goes through all the sounds again, but with the sounds being made by Chris. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's and, just and his I, imagination. It's only ever exactly. made by him. It has, that's what I'm saying. It's implied that all the noises are in his imagination, not necessarily things that he's revealing. But so it, it's like so, way? I don't know. It's so very. So you're saying the things exist, but the sound doesn't. No, I it, think everything exists and he's just pretending that they don't and that the glasses yes. are showing it to him. Yes. I think that it's only in his head. Mommy put me on Thorazine and the glasses went away. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I think I think we've uh, examined that to its full ex- fullest extent. Yeah. Um, I think we can bid the glasses farewell for now. <laughs> I'd like to see them make a few returns. Sure. Just sort of throw them in. It'd be cool if they were like in a pile of like junk. You can spot them like, <laughs> as an Easter egg. <laughs> I'd enjoy that callback for true fans, true Sesame Street fans. Been around since the start, episode yeah. 123. Yeah. That's a big Tumblr community. <laughs> OG. <laughs> All right, so after that... Original Gordon. <laughs> uh, okay, so after that we have... Uh, one of these things is not like the other. Another classic. This is a, This is a good stretch right here. Um, um, this time, uh, it's the woman, she's, it's the same, same, same woman, uh, but she's just, like, in a black, like, void now with the sign <laughs> of four lowercase r's and an uppercase r, capital R, if you will. That goes according to plan. That's just, it's a shame, it's a shame that one of the most, uh, most classic, um, skits is, there's the least to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is I okay? I think it's important that the things are getting closer. Um, if you remember the first episode, there were three twos and a W. You mm-hmm. know, that's it's very apparent which one is different. This time we had three lowercase r's and a capital R. You know, it's oh sure yeah. The objects are getting more similar, and so 
What was Those are only tr- similar if you already know the concept of them and how they relate. But if you exactly. just don't know Sesame what they are, Street and you look is at more advanced now. It's growing up along. It's like Harry Potter. It's growing up along. We're with growing up the kids, with yeah. It. So I'm excited to see what this is like in 40 years, when it's like <laughs> one of these pills is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> which which one is Ritalin? Which one is Vicodin? <laughs> uh. Okay, and then we begin one of the longest uh, ongoing recurring scenes. Um, Ernie on Ernie's waiting for a telephone call, an important call from Bert. Um, Cookie Monster comes along, and he needs to make a quick call, a short call. He's very clear about that. It's going to be a short call. This is another important – this is the second time, like the second uh, case of learning about one of the puppets having siblings or, or extended family that we haven't met. In one right. episode. First, we had Bert's sister, who's the llama expert. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then we have um, Cookie Monster. We learned that his nickname to his mother is Tiny. Um, and then and then we learn a little later that he's got a, a brother, Fred. Fred Monster. Does he have... Did I miss that? He's got a... No, I heard Fred. Yeah, that's, that's a couple of segments later, but it's... <laughs> so in case you haven't caught on, Cookie Monster does not call for a short time. Calls for a long time to his mother. <laughs> and Ernie kind of goes through a couple different stages of agitation. Right. Um, I wonder if you were to give this a close read, if it would be the, the stages of grief. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the beginning, God, what's the first one? Anger? Denial? It could be any of those. It could be very much. I mean, he was very patient at yeah. first. He was, You know, he tried to do... Some Freudian slip-ins <laughs> with Fred. Freudian slip-ins. Like whenever. No, yeah, no. Look, 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 look. He not related to the Freudian slip. Uh, what he would do is he would be mumbling to himself next to Cookie Monster on the phone. He'd be like, I'm in a short time. You know, he was trying to put the idea of a short time in Cookie Monster's right. head, or uh, remind him, in fact, that he was supposed to be on the phone for only a short. Only time. a short time was what he requested. Not a long yeah. time. Um, so it cuts between that and other animations. We had the uh, a V animation that I've seen before. I believe that was on the previous episode, so none of you have seen it. It was the V uh, with the vampire, the volcano, and the victory. Vegetable. Yeah. What did y'all think of that? Um, It moved around a lot. I'll give it mm-hmm. that. I mean, most... I mean, all the, all the animations kind of do, but... It's not. I don't like it as much as the way they introduced W. Sure. Yeah, I agree. I haven't been a fan of this. Maybe one. I'm. I'm. I'm biased because uh, <laughs> W was my first. You know. You yeah. Gotta... Uh, so then we're back. Uh, Ernie's still waiting for Cookie Monster. Same story. Getting a little more agitated. Uh, after that, we have Bert. Uh, not. Uh, it was Buddy and Jim. Buddy and oh, Jim. The best. The best Buddy and Jim skit by far yet. Um, so in this scenario, they are trying to get an ironing board into a room through a doorway. <laughs> a lot of spatial reasoning stuff with Buddy and Jim. This, that's, <laughs> I'll gladly take it if it's more of this stuff because <laughs> uh, their solutions to this one in particular are a lot of fun. But it should <laughs> – one of the first, the first things that happens is <laughs> uh, Buddy, Buddy is, hold, is holding the ironing board outside. And then he's like, I can't get it in, Jim. And he, as he's telling him that, he's taking it inside to tell him that. As, as, so I hand it to Jim to let Jim right. try. He's like, hey, look at this. It doesn't work. Take it outside. Try it. <laughs> Which they do. <laughs> to be clear, they're to trying clear. to come in with the iron bird sideways. Yes, this is, this, this is the, the key issue. Is they haven't yeah. figured out rotation. <laughs> Still. But they have. I <laughs> First solution. They, they... Okay, first solution is um, cut it in half. That it seems like it's gonna work, because if you cut it in half, cause... does it? No. Does it seem like it's yeah? Uh, I mean, at first I thought, okay, they're gonna cut it in half, and but at least they're gonna get it through the door, right? right? It's a silly solution, but it's gonna work. They they cut it in half lengthwise, so it was still like, yeah, no, it still did not work. <laughs> Despite the ironing board now being in half and unusable, we've got to. We, I'm starting to play my own game with Buddy and Jim, and it's. I wonder how they're going to screw this up next. 
because <laughs> it's got to be hard. That's got to be like fun to write. Like, what's yeah. the? How could you screw this up one more time? Uh, they screw it up. But the next part is the part. Yeah, they screw it up more than one time. To be clear, um, after that, there's a lot of good physical stuff in this. I think that's gonna be the key to Buddy and Jim succeeding in the future. Because to be honest, I, I wasn't too big on their skits in the past. I thought they were a little too mm-hmm. slow, too repetitive. Um, but I think adding in more like <laughs> drastic physical measures is going to help. <laughs> because the next thing they do is take a sledgehammer and just <laughs> bash out sides of the door. I want to make it... It's very comical when they pull a prop out. Because it's not like, oh, here, let me lean down and get this. The first time when they asked for the saw, very large saw, by the way, he goes, hey, uh, can you can you get me a saw? Very quickly, very out of nowhere, just out of shot, Jim pulls the saw as if he's had it in his hand the whole time. It was great. <laughs> and it's it's very jarring, yeah. is, is, is the way I would... And, and so it continues with a couple of different things that he does. And finally, with the sledgehammer, he it, it's just coming out of nowhere... And it's very sudden, and he starts putting holes in the wall very quickly. <laughs> yeah, Jim has to, like, jump out of the way as he swings it. It's really good. <laughs> so now there's this, like, iron, there's this perfectly ironing board-shaped hole going horizontally. Um, but this isn't the end. <laughs> this is far from the end to this conundrum. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because they now they both grab onto it, so it's clearly not going to work because they do not fit the two of them through the door still. Uh, uh, but the final solution, this is, I think, their best solution yet because they do ostensibly <laughs> succeed at their task, unlike uh, unlike in, in situations. <laughs> uh, Buddy grabs the ironing board. He's ready to take it through. Just him. It's going to work. <laughs> Jim picks him up turns him sideways <laughs> so that but yeah, buddy is being transported through the hole his head <laughs> barely scraping along by the holes the thing is it works it, it gets the job yeah. done and that's what we're all about at here what cost on neighborhood watch uh, at what cost the doorway <laughs> hey man yeah, yeah they actually talk about that an innocent ironing board well they've got to get they, the, their they, old ironing board out that's why. It's fine. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah, problem solved. <laughs> the, Joke's on you, Russ. But it's still, no, it still destroys the doorway. Look, For that only doorway, one purpose. A doorway has a million other purposes. That doorway besides. only served to hinder them from the beginning. That doorway you know that is as alive. Well it was not alive. It is. Inorganic matter is aware. It's involved in energy changes, Michael. Here's what you don't understand about ironing boards. What about it? What do I not understand? You, you know, we I, I really don't think we have time for this. Can we... Hey, no, it's, uh, it's, Michael, it's the Mike, eternal, Michael, moist, can I, erotic friction of water can, and land. Can I speak to you over here for a second? Title correct. Uh, yeah, uh, you two just stay over here. Just, I don't know, uh, write some notes, something like that. Uh, yeah, let's go. You okay. bet your ass I will. Look, look, Russell is catching on. He's no way. He he's at. He I didn't think he would get this far this fast. I I know I vouched for him. I I don't think I can stand by anymore. You got to take care of this. This is on you, man. You brought him in here. Look, what what Russ does and doesn't do isn't my business. What what he's catching on to here wouldn't be a problem if you had kept it together. Look, I'm I'm done talking about this. I'm gonna go back. You find a way to handle this, fine. okay? Uh, fine. Uh, okay. All right. So um, the next scene uh, – well, the next scene is obviously Ernie and the Cookie Monster in the phone scenario again. Right. Uh, just We're just catching up with them. Uh, nothing's changed. He's still on the phone. He starts counting, which is a good <laughs> – From one, and we later find out it ends at uh, 4,000 roughly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now we have, and then we have another animal segment. Uh, but something's a little different about this animal segment. Uh, Mr. Hooper is our guide this time. 
question, what animal has Mr. Hooper chosen? Crow. A crow. <laughs> the crow. The majestic crow. <laughs> Symbol of goddamn death. No, for these for these kids, no more than six, I would say, in age, all of them. None of them can be older than six. It's very ominous and uninteresting for kids, I, I would guess, where, where he's like, whoa, what sound does a crow make? And the kids are like, he crows, and he's like, that's right. Yeah, you don't need to guess if this was interesting to kids or not. The kids were clearly not interested. <laughs> What's that's your favorite part? What? <laughs> What's your favorite part about the crow, Sally? He flies. It's it's, it's really, it's kind of depressing. You can't come up with anything else that a crow does. <laughs> it was it was it flies and then like his color. Yeah. Yep. Those were the two things that the kids found interesting about it, and that was it. His color. Black. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Mr. Hooper's doing his best to to convey the the ma- the majesty of the crow, but to no avail, because he doesn't even let the, let the crow fly. Like, I, I, that's how I wanted this to end. I wanted the crow to fly away, or like onto his arm or something <laughs> at least, like show off like a little training. I don't know. Oh, the the accent that Mr. Hooper has. <laughs> you, you kids want to take a look at the crow, maybe? It's it's really, it's good. It's like earlier we saw him handing out singular jelly beans to these kids. He's he's definitely building uh, old man persona for himself. Of Like maybe in the 20s, sitting in a room staring at a crow would have been massively interesting these are these are new age kids <laughs> they they're not all about any of this nonsense grandpa i really hope I, <laughs> I really hope that mr hooper uh just sort of stays in his like old-timey stasis as we go on or at, <laughs> i hope he's in the new episode I, I hope so too it's up today and he's just like 106 <laughs> Uh, okay, so after that uh, is the eating song. This was weird. Mm. This was really weird. Not as not as weird as it gets. But... Right. <laughs> eating is important <laughs> for nutrition. <laughs> that's not. I'm paraphrasing, but that's about what the song equates to. It really covers like the entire spectrum of anything eating. It's like eating makes you grow big unless you're small. <laughs> In which case you will grow small, but that's okay because you're eating. Eating grows your wings and everything else. You, you gotta always aim for some level of of personal growth, even if you're small, you can still eat more. Then suddenly, it all changes. The play has started, and we are puppets in that old cosmological <laughs> drama. We are the puppets. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the puppet master? <laughs> Riddle me this, puppet we man. Are. We are. The, the, the means of production are in the hands of the proletariat. We own the puppets. We own ourselves. Self the, way, the way I see this, it's it's almost... This is, this, is, this is our segment, The Way I See It, with Jared. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, the, the way I see it, it's almost <laughs> tying it into uh, the bath scene that we've seen before. Everything can be cleansed, right? It's, that it's, makes a return in this episode too. We're, hey, this is my this is my segment. Oh shit, sorry. Go. <laughs> uh, it, it's it, it kind of plays into that where on the surface it seems like it's 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 teaching these kids about you know basic human functions of you need to eat, you need to wash yourself. You know this is how you function as a human being. But in in the cleansing segment, you know everything can be cleansed. Kind of takes on this darker tone. I, I think the same can be said for, you know, you need to eat. It, back to the obey thing that we've we've brought in before of, you know, eat, sleep, wake up, hail. It, it, it's it's kind of a it they're introducing the foundation for teaching these fundamental existences and eventually they're going to be teaching things like obey your superiors as a part of that fundamental uh in the this in the same way the groundwork for Nazi sorry, this is how you say exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, this is how I see it. And and that's how I see it, what you've said right there, I think. 
it's it's laying down the foundation for fascism. I feel like wait, hey, Russ, did you did you change this teleprompter? This this wasn't the script that I wrote. Uh, no, it's all it's all good, man. No, that's... I I don't talk about no, that's the truth. Russ, are you tampering with our show materials? Hey, man, this is a peaceful demonstration. Okay, look, I look, got look, 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 Russ, I'm just my gonna hands move are on. up. Russ, I'm just gonna pretend like this didn't happen. We're we're gonna keep going. This segment didn't happen this week. Just, I'm done. This is strike two, Russ. Strike. I can't. You watch. We can't yourself. keep doing this. We're trying to run a professional. Listen, man. Program I'm, just, here. I'm just trying to let these people know what's going on here because they say that it's just about, but just about keeping good habits. But then you know what? Hitler didn't run for being leader of Germany on the on the. All right. You know what? I'm I'm done with this. First Mark, he was just Mark, saying. First Mark, he was just saying. You got to clean yourself. Then he led to the Jews. Okay. Then the concentration camps come next. I'm just uh, saying. Where does it end? This is a slippery slope. Sesame Street is on a hill. It's going down a slope. It is raining. It is slippery. This is a slippery slope. Russ, we're done here. If you want to keep spouting your your proselytizing, get your own podcast. All right. You know what? Maybe I will. All right, that should take care of that. All right. All right. I'm sorry, folks. Um, <laughs> I didn't really plan on uh, having to do that, but um, you know, we, we the show's got to go on, and uh, folks like Russell, he he doesn't respect the the production. But we can finish this up. Just just us two, us three, right? Yeah. 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 Because we get to one of my favorite segments in this one. Um, it's it's the unsung beauty of manhole covers. <laughs> of course. I'm not making this up, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the most um, like I want to describe it as like sincere is the way I put it because it's 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 about manhole covers. It's they don't they're not cool messing they are. they're not messing around. <laughs> there's no songs there's no counting there's no alphabet sure. it's just here's all the cool things about manhole covers and i'm on board with every single one of these things there's no there no there's nothing special about that what they didn't they're so cool they just they took it off and that was it and then we went on to something else i there were beetles um yeah. <laughs> i don't think that i fully understand the the prevalence of the beetles uh, it could be a social commentary on the band. Uh, mm. I don't know if I would see it that way, but I'm I'm sure there are there are like Beatle fans out there that would this this was a plug in the end here. I think we would have been in the in the midst of Beatlemania when this aired. In the midst of, uh, I think so. So maybe, maybe that's what it, you know what Sesame Street was trying to. Um, Lay a separate foundation. This one for the Beatles more than more than fascism of, of building them this fan base. It, yeah, that's 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 a sure. For, in any case, manhole covers. I am a staunch defender of them as an artistic set piece. <laughs> Definitely. Um, there were a lot of things, especially like they they started with a very with a with a broad close up of 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 the manhole cover and then like slowly zoomed down. And at first, I thought it was a maze. I thought it was just a labyrinth <laughs> that these kids were gonna run through. I'm like, oh my god! And then, and then they revealed it to be a manhole cover. And for whatever reason, they they had the kids just kind of with jars of beetles that they would release into the into the maze, the labyrinth of, of the manhole cover. Frightening close-ups of the beetles, by the way. <laughs> Definitely scarily close. You know, look, I I, I kind of feel bad for this whole Russ thing. I'm pretty sure he was an expert on beetles, right? Like, yeah, I mean that's why we brought him on in the first place. He's gonna, because <laughs> beetles do come up. Do we do? You do want me to go outside and get him? Yeah, he's he's had enough time out time. We're... All right, you can come on in. Hey guys. Hey, we we were just talk, hey. talking about beetles. What, what are you do you want to lend about? us your ex- expertise about beetles, Russ? Okay, well, they're the most numerous insect. The Latin name is Coleoptera, which is that's Latin for sheathed wing. Oh. Or is it, or is it Greek? Oh. I don't know. It's it's a name. So what's what's that classic connection that we that we all know between beetles and manhole covers? Can you explain the so the, the classic connection? Are you familiar with the myth of like the maze with the bull dude in it? Yeah. 
Yeah. So the Golden beetle train. is like that. Yeah. And and you go through and that that that's a labyrinth to keep us trapped. And right. what is that beetle's name? Will you tell us? Uh, man. Wrong. That beetle's name is capitalism. That beetle's name is imperialism. That beetle's right. name is fashion. It goes by all these names. Classic. It is greed. It is it is a dollar. It is the U.S. Yes. dollar, not based on silver or gold, but based on blood. The blood of our right. contemporary ancestors Definitely. in Africa. Absolutely. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it that. And and I think it really transitions well into, um, they've got. Do you remember how the the segment ended, my Michael? Um, I don't. <laughs> I think Great. it just stopped. It, I'm pretty sure it was just sudden, and then they went into it was either V or something else. Some some very sudden like, it just moved straight into the next segment. Right, that's where the V animation showed up. You're right. Right, yeah, no, it just went right into V's, and it was kind of like, okay, guess we're yeah. we're doing that now. Um, after that, uh. We go to – we're back in the the apartment with the woman, that apartment that I was fond of a couple episodes back. Right. Um, we're learning about rectangles this time. Uh, she's pointing out different things around the room. The, again, the kids in this episode <laughs> really just getting in the adult's way. <laughs> Do you think they this was this was during the, the 1970s, the kids strike, the child actor strike they had? Oh, you know what? I – didn't even consider that. <laughs> you think this was a protest, an on-air protest? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I think this is more of a of a tribute to Gordon, the, the, how well he handled it. Of you know, he knows there's a strike going on. That's massive political tensions. That's not something he wants to put on the kid viewership. And so he he rolls with it, and and, and it's very, it's noble what he does there. Yeah, it's it's it, it's not quite as strong a showing in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can see the the tension between the two parties uh, get a little heated as as she tries to make her way across the the line. Right. Um, yeah. Um, and they just won't get out of the way, <laughs> which will not move. Not until a subtle beep beep. <laughs> oh, that's right. She. Oh yeah. <laughs> subtle. Mm-hmm. That was an aggressive beep beep. <laughs> if anything, whilst making her way to the the what's it shelf. <laughs> the what's it shelf <laughs> whatever she, she called it. it um she you know the, the kids are just kind of in the way there and beep 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 beep, beep. <laughs> i think that's her <laughs> that's her warning symbol if, yeah. if if she starts beeping you get out of the way you don't want to get in between her and, and her destination <laughs> uh after that this was a landmark episode for abstract uh, live action <laughs> definitely uh, little short fun. movies mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had uh, a rectangle themed sort of like urban how do you how would you even describe this it's like an art project kind of thing <laughs> either that or it's a production like demo for a new camera's zoom feature yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it, okay so biggest thing shots of the city right yep. they they had various industrial themed um, kind of slice of life, but it, it took a very horrifying tone in my eyes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Russ? I'm cool with it. <laughs> it definitely flashed a couple signs that said dead. Yep. <laughs> Those were dead. Lots of dead, lots of, lots left, of, like, left just left brands. Right. <laughs> oh, the brands, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It's not chitty, chitty, bang, bang. <laughs> that was a there sign. Was surprised we didn't get any Beatles in there. The eh. bad movie. Bad, terrible. Two out of ten. But it's it, not. I, uh, yeah, anyway, it it was very. I I feel like, you know, we we've talked a lot about space filling. That yeah. was the epitome of we we need ten more minutes. It really no. was. And I'm not even sure this was like a good ten minutes because like I enjoyed it, but I'm not sure like what a kid. I feel like this would get them like really amped up and like on edge because it's very abrasive. Yes. The the musical um, track that's, that goes along with it that really follows, which I do respect. It follows a very clean three act structure, which goes to show how long this thing was. This was actually the could... hero's journey that they. Were. Yeah. It... <laughs> it was like something straight out of Koana Scotty. Definitely. It's adjacent to that, 
for sure. <laughs> Tom Scottsky adjacent. Yeah, I wouldn't go so far as to call it anyway. Uh, Very Scotsy esque. <laughs> I, I feel like it was the test footage for the new camera. They were testing all the different features, you know, motion blur, zoom, bunch yep. of bunch of crazy old things. And eventually they just kind of made their way around to, all right, let's edit, the, edit this into something that they would think is cohesive. But what, <laughs> what you consider cohesive at 3 in the morning the day before the airing of the show is definitely <laughs> different from what a kid will perceive it as. Do you think this is like the intern team? Like they were given their, <laughs> they were finally given like, okay guys, we're gonna give you a ten, we're gonna give you like a seven minute slot, solid on segment. Sesame Street. <laughs> yep, just give us something. And they were like, oh, we're gonna make it this crazy avant-garde rectangle themed. Dead industrial. left, right, left, right, left, right. Obey. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> there, there, there was a lot of like. Uh, they, there were these two arrows, or it was actually, it was just one arrow sign, and then they would flip the shot around very rapidly. Yeah. Left, right, left, right, left, right, and then some more brands. It was, if you had some form of epilepsy or ADHD, there's no way you would be able to follow this. Absolutely not. Um, then we finally get to the wrap-up of the Ernie and Cookie Monster dilemma. Mm. Um, his His short call with his mother is over. So, but but his his time with the phone is not right because <laughs> it's lunchtime for Cookie Monster. <laughs> so he eats the phone. He eats the phone. <laughs> he eats the phone. The receiver specifically. Yeah. So so that when Bert uh, ultimately does call, which is immediately after, of course, you hear an echo within Cookie Monster's stomach. Um, this sucked because there was no payoff. We don't know what the call was about. <laughs> um, he talked to Bert a little bit. He had Cookie Monster open his mouth, and he was holding the conversation like that. It was a cliffhanger, though. We don't know what, what he said. Like, they said hello, and he's like, and Ernie's like, what is it? And then it cuts away. Maybe maybe this was, like, what Bert said next. What, like, the, the guy who voiced Bert was drunk. And so he, he was like, fuck! And so like, we can't put that. So they cut it. <laughs> they just said improvise something you would say on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> just just screw the pooch. It's like it's like when your friend is on the phone with his mom, and, and you're like, hey, Colby, you, where do you want the cocaine that you ordered? I'm about like, <laughs> like, so as to make the person on the other end, yeah. It, it was like that. Was like, like in the script, it was like, oh, say something. And he he was like hookers, and they were like, <laughs> so. And then we get uh, the shower scene again from the first episode. Classic. Uh, that makes a return for some reason. They they thought that was good to bring back in episode <laughs> that, one, two, three. That's the one. That's, that's how we do it here on Sesame Street. <laughs> I can't imagine how many times that's been repeated in the episodes we haven't watched yet. If it's still making a return in one twenty three. <laughs> oh boy. Everything can be cleansed. <laughs> they make up for it, though, because the final scene, their wrap-up scene, uh, Gordon... I can only imagine they were just... They brought all the actors to a set, and they gave them a prop, and they said, come up with an ending. <laughs> <laughs> it was a newspaper that they had. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was very, like... like Gordon clearly was making up on the spot. <laughs> It, it, it was like, um, I forget exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of, hey, guys, read what this says right here. It says, it says go goodbye. And they, were, and they were like, go, what? Go goodbye? And he's like, oh, I <laughs> The actors I mean, I, caught on real quick. I mean, say goodbye. <laughs> Oops. You know? <laughs> it, was, it was a very good job by the other actors to make sure that the take that Gordon messes up his line is the one that they use. That's the way I interpreted it. I'd like to think that was about an hour before airtime. Like, we don't have time to we, – we can't do this again. We're, we got to get this to post right now. <laughs> it was great. because <laughs> So they wrap it up. They go goodbye with Mr. Hooper and Gordon and his wife. And, and that was the end of episode 123. Oh, classic. What did you all think? Jared? Uh, let, I, let's give it like a B out of – Solid B out of five. Okay, uh, Danielle, what was your your first uh, experience with an actual Sesame Street episode? What's your takeaway? It was definitely more uh, like trippy than I thought it would be, especially towards right. the end. Yeah, it 
it was good. Do you want to watch more? I, yeah, yeah. Would you watch more on your own time? Or are you going to go... Like, I, I don't know about my own time. <laughs> oh. Uh, not a true fan? Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, not on my own time. All right. Mm. And uh, Russ, how about you? I think they need to bring back... What was her name? Mahalia Jackson? Yeah, she was... Yeah. Yeah, other, otherwise it's just... <laughs> yes, I happened. feel like before... So if you recall in the episode we watched previously... There, there was, there was some sort of rogue rider or something that's subverting this fascist system from the inside. Yeah. I, th- I think they, I think they found the mole and they got him out of there because this was just all propaganda from start to finish. Right. That's as good a takeaway as any from episode one twenty three. It's honestly <laughs> kind of how I've been looking at this whole series. It's certainly one lens through which Sesame Street is going to be viewed on this show moving forward. <laughs> Uh, after after this, the fourth episode of Neighborhood Watch. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, and thanks for joining me, you guys. Yeah. We're going to be back next week. Yeah. New episode. All right. I have not been caught yet. <laughs> See you later. So do, do we just keep talking while the fade out happens? or? Like yeah, sure. Or... It'll be like we can pretend like we're friends. Ah. You know. How's, how's the life? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What a treat. God, I don't one. think it's fading out. Okay, look. I press the button how again. Do you work th- how do you work this thing? <laughs> how do you? Oh, there oh, we go. Hey. Of course. You guys want to grab a, a cup of Joe? Yeah, Joe's the best. Wait, who's Joe? <laughs>